everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome to War of the Bay. My name is Kyle. And I'm Jonathan calling from a remote location. From, <laughs> from he's Jonathan is actually calling from the Dick Cheney bunker from 9-11. I don't know it, how. I found it. I don't know how you fucking found it. It's <laughs> Apparently it's located locally here. <laughs> well, actually. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fucking fuck yeah. <laughs> um, and also, uh, obviously, uh, as you can tell, we're, uh, we're doing a, a full Skype podcast. Nick is not here. I am I am broadcasting live from, from the Kyle Hole, as I'll call it. Uh, I'm broadcasting live from my house in downtown St. Petersburg, scant two blocks away from Tropicana Field. Uh, and joining us all the way from Memphis, Tennessee, uh, you know him from the Oversell podcast. He, I constantly reference him on this podcast. Uh, Mr. Derek Shorpel, uh, welcome, sir. Hey, thanks for having me back, Kyle. Man, I love coming on your show. I love, I love coming. I love you coming on my show. I love you. I love Jonathan. I love everybody right now. Uh, I love you too, brother. And, I love you guys too. and in all reality, um, I'm actually calling from the original Word of the Bay Studios. Oh, that's true. Jonathan is actually yeah. Jonathan uh, is the OG right now. I think <laughs> he's. That's what's going on. I'm actually going to be editing Doppel Ebony Hurt as I'm working with you guys. Jonathan, oh my god, dude. Jonathan, he's editing a uh, 73-page Doppel Avenue Hurt season two finale right now. I I just finished recording for it on Thursday of last week. Uh, Holy shit, is it a, it is a goddamn episode. I'm, I'm, I think I, like, I want to come over there maybe tomorrow and, and like, uh, do some editing for you and like, maybe like sit down and like throw some voices together or something for you. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I'm here all day tomorrow. Yeah. Well, there's, I'll do, I want to, I want to help in some way. Cause holy shit, just, just recording the voices. It w- was, was an undertaking. So I, I can only imagine what the fucking editing was. Is gonna, God, that the final scene in, in, in the, uh, in the actual show is just going to be, <laughs> it's going to be absurd. There's like, I, I'm, I don't want to spoil it, spoil anything, but it's just, it's just craziness. The entire yeah, episode. It's, it's pretty insane editing this stuff up. So uh, obviously uh, Nicholas is not here. Uh, Nicholas is on his honeymoon out in uh, North Carolina, I think. Uh, Georgia. Georgia. Okay. Yeah, he's doing the uh, the northern tip of Georgia from the Blue Ridge Mountains. Mm, just the tip. Which is which is uh, where I was for my birthday this year. Oh really? Yeah. Oh me shit. And the, uh, me and the lady went to the North Carolina part of Blue Ridge, and let me tell you, it's it's romantic. So. Oh, I okay. I see. I see what's going on. It, it like I saw the cabin they had on Facebook it looked amazing. Wait, let me check the Facebook. So, <laughs> so, so for those of you that don't know, like we've we've been talking about the last couple of weeks uh, on where the bay, uh, Nicholas just married his his longtime live-in girlfriend uh, Jesse. Uh, they completed the Englehard name. They became one uh, over the weekend, and like I gotta say that like. Uh, it happened on Saturday. I was Nick's best man, and like the entire day to me played out like a fucking movie. Like it was, it was, it was like a movie. Like honestly, from from like the first from when I woke up to when uh, you know hanging out with Nick in the pool. To, like okay, so here's the first thing that happened on that day. Like I clogged the shitter. <laughs> like I cl- I clogged the toilet, and it was like a fucking. It was like an along came Polly moment because I'm like. I'm like, there's no way I clogged this thing. 
and I see well, the, wa- you, the the water. You originally, you you grabbed my room key. We were hanging out by the pool drinking micheladas, me and your lady and my lady. And all of a sudden, you're like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go back and grab whatever you were grabbing." And come <laughs> back with like this fucking look at your face, like. I just did something very terrible. Yeah, because it, it got to a certain point where, like, I was gone for so long that it's like, well, fuck, I have to, like, I, I, I can't just explain this in a way of saying, like, oh, well, I was, you know, I just took, I just had to find my bathing suit. No, it was like, oh, God, I have to, I have to tell them the story because there's no, there's no excuse for, like, I was gone for 30 minutes because, like, the water was rising. I was like, oh, my God. And, like, I was, had to go find a plunger and everything. What a fucking nightmare that was. Laughing your ass off. God, <laughs> That's great! Yeah, that the, is great. Every single groomsman was there at the pool, and everybody was laughing their ass off at like my fucking plate of like, God damn it! I just fucking overflowed the toilet, son of a bitch! And it was at, at a at a hotel room, like, oh fuck this! Yeah, didn't you have to like ask uh, room service for a plunger? Had to ask room service for a plunger, and then she's like, "Okay, do do you need my help?" I'm like, "No, no, 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 no don't need your help. Just I'll I'll do the whole thing. I'll do the whole plunge thing, and you, I'll bring it back to you." Like, okay, okay. Amazing. So I mean, that was that, and then like, uh, you know, we're all we all start hanging out. This is this is where it started to feel like a movie to me. Like right right at the at the the shit story point was where it started to feel like a movie because, you know, we all kind of go back to our rooms. We all shower. Uh, Nick, I go back to his room, his bachelor suite, and he's just kind of like fucking. He's got his feet up. He's like, you know what? I'm just gonna watch ESPN until you know I get married. I was like, like, who the fuck is like that? <laughs> like the entire- I, guarantee, I guarantee you he's not the first man to ever say that. I get it, probably not. But I was like, okay. So, like, I go and, like, rally the groomsmen. Like, okay, we got to be up in the fucking room, like, right now. And uh, everybody gets up there. It's like a party. We put on the we put on the, the Bluetooth speaker. We're all partying. We're all hanging out. Uh, we're all drinking uh, rumple mints and taking shots and, you know, just kind of having a good time. And at a certain point, I look over Nick. I'm like, Nick, look, I'm the best man. Is there is there like a time where I'm supposed to get the ring? Like, where do, when, when does that happen? He's like, Oh, dude, just go over there now and get, go get it. I'm like, Are you sure? Like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing like, as bridesmaids. And he's like, No, 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 just go, just go over there and get it. So I'm like, Okay. So like, I go over to, to Jesse's room where she's dressing, and, and mind you, like I just said, you know, we're all partying, fucking, you know, uh, laughing and everything, making dick jokes and 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 all that. I go into Jesse's suite. There's like a bird in there. There's like it, it. It was like I felt like there was flowers like strewn about. Like everything was beautiful. Like everything was amazing. There was like a mist in the air of like a, a mist of just like stuff of just like misty, like uh, you know. I felt like I was walking into like a Barbara Walters interview almost, where like you know there's like that 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 filter on the camera where everything's kind of like blurry and misty. I was like, oh my god, like everything is beautiful in here. So finally, uh, Jesse, she gives me the ring, uh, and then I feel like I have I have the bomb. I like I I am the president with the launch codes. Like if I lose this ring, the, the wedding is ruined. Like I was constantly feeling the entire day like don't just don't ruin the wedding. <laughs> like just don't do that. <laughs> so you had to like you almost had to like handcuff it to your to your wrist. I, like every five seconds, I was checking the, my lapel. I'm like, okay, I still got it. It's still there. Everything's cool. Like we're good. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's like anxiety attack inducing. Well, I mean, the worst part was that, like, okay, so like it 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 becomes like we're down there taking pictures. Like that's when we go down to take pictures, and I still got it in my pocket. So we're getting all crazy taking pictures, and then at a certain point, like the two groomsmen Zach and Micah, they go get they go and get uh, scotches. 
So like we're all like, well, fuck, let's go get drinks. So we all get drinks, and so we're drinking, and um, you know, the, eventually the, the bridal party comes out. They take pictures. Um, they, okay, wait, 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 wait. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves here. So, what was you were the only person that I know that was in the wedding party that was allowed to go over to the ladies. Right. Explain to us like the juxtaposition between the girls' room and the guys' room. The girls' room, just like the guys' room, like we had, like I'm sure maybe the girls' room had like a a, a Bluetooth playing at some point, um, but like we had the Bluetooth playing on like just you know I, I I threw it on my iPod at a certain point, so it was just kind of playing through a mix of like Drake and then like it would play uh, fucking uh, Jack White played and then like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers played. It just it went through a mix. We were all making dick jokes, uh, you know. We were all kind of laughing and, and carrying on. And I go into the girls' room, and uh, everything just when I walked in there, everything seemed like hyper focused on Jesse, which is like exactly the way it should be. Like, like she is the bride; it's her fucking day. So, like, it was hyper focused on her. Like, that's the first thing I noticed as I turned the corner. Like, oh my god! Like, she looked, she looked beautiful. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, she looked fucking beautiful when I when I turned the corner. Like, holy shit! Like, like there she is in all her like radiance and like, it, like her. Like her presence kind of like took over the room in like the the bride's room, <laughs> so it's like you know I, I totally understand like and they you know they were having a good, you know a good time in there they were all kind of just hanging out and, and doing their thing but like it was kind of like a three sixty of like us making dick jokes and shit to like it was like very like this is a this is what a wedding room should be like to us we're like we're having a party back <laughs> back in there oh yeah and then you, and then you come back and there's like fucking like like half the guys wieners out and fucking like. <laughs> Like I felt so bad. Like Nick's mom, like walked in the room and like, like I don't even have my pants on. At this I know. Point. Like, We're like, let's fire off a couple dick pics before the wedding gets started. <laughs> <laughs> wait, yeah. Wait, hold on. I gotta, I gotta Snapchat this. I gotta, I gotta fire off a few dick pics. <laughs> you guys know how to fucking party. Fuck, man, it was great. Well, the, like, <laughs> the the cool part about it was, and I think it, you know, the credit to to Nick and Jesse, just uh, it, like it went it, to it, it got to the point where like. Uh, you know, it's it's like go time. It's right before go time, and we're all just sitting in a bar drinking. Like everybody's kind of sitting. We're like sitting, literally sitting in a bar while they're finalizing their fucking marriage and like signing documents of, like, you know, now we're married. Like we're actually married now, which was awesome. Oh yeah, I mean it was it was a fucking party. Oh my god, it was a party. My worst fear, my worst fear, because there was there like at a certain point, like I was standing. Next to Jesse, she was in her wedding dress. She was ready to go. She was about to walk down the aisle. Uh, and, and I'm kind of standing next to her, and everybody's been drinking at this point. Like, everybody's been drinking. We've all had, like, martinis and scotches. The parents are there. Uh, the bridal party's there. Everybody's there. And here I am standing with a beer, like a pint glass of beer of Bud Light. And I'm like, <laughs> like, th- like, the worst thing that could fucking happen is, like, somebody knocks my elbow. It knocks onto Jesse's dress, and it's like, well, Kyra on the wedding. Kyra on the whole fucking wedding. And I'm like, now she's got beer stains all over her dress. <laughs> Okay, okay. I gotta. I just gotta say something. <laughs> okay, you guys can still hear me, right? We can hear you. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Do you remember at the rehearsal dinner, Kyle, when they uh, they got up and like they made their speeches and stuff, and and uh, Jesse says this very, very, very endearing piece of you know monologue, and she's literally just speaking from the heart, right? You know, oh my. My cup runneth full. My cup you know, runneth I'm over. I'm the most blessed person in the entire world to fall in love with my best friend and 
and have all of you as my best friends here to witness this holy match. You know, all that, all that sappy shit. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to fucking Nick's turn. <laughs> and he goes, all right, I just want this to be the biggest party that Jesse and I could ever throw. <laughs> fucking the look on Jesse's face is priceless. But to his credit, man, he... He was he was as cool as a cucumber the entire weekend. Just like, God, I I, like I would have been a a fucking mess in some of those situations where he's like, you know, I'm I'm getting married. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I uh, I was putting myself in his shoes and like you know just seeing Jesse for the first time or you know have it be you know Jennifer if that day day ever came. So I was putting myself in those those shoes and goddamn. Yeah. I was like choking up. I was like, like, <laughs> Couldn't have done it. Um I I will loop all of this back into sports. Like I'd have a way to loop this all back into sports, but real quick before I do that, like okay, so to to bring it back to right, right before it's go time, right before we go out and and everybody starts walking down the aisle. Um and because I and I know it's tough for some people listening to this to relate, but like um like I just want to say real quick like uh, Nick Nick looks over to me and he says, "Hey man, you want to you want to sign this thing? Like it's it's our fucking marriage document." I'm like, as a witness, I'm like, I had no idea I was doing this, and it, like I can't I can't describe to you how like like how much of it was it was like such a, an intense honor. Like it was very much an honor to like that he like said yes, you know, like you know you know do this for me, like be the be the witness to my wedding. I was man, it was. I, I was so honored to do that and, and so nervous at the same time because, like, this is going to hang up in their house and it's, like, their official documents. I'm, like, signing it. I'm, like, oh, please don't fuck my name up. Yeah, it's intense, man. I, I've been in that situation where it's, like, man, it's, like, you're, you're like, notarizing a lifelong contract. It's fucked up. So, I mean, the the, the whole, like, like I said, the whole day felt like a movie. Like, from the, you know, from the... You know, hanging out by the pool to you know me fucking up the shitter to uh, to going into the uh, the bar where we're all kind of hanging out right before the wedding. All the bridesmaids and the groomsmen are hanging out uh, to when we all start lining up and it's time to it's it's go time. Like Nick's gonna like like, like let's fucking do this. So like um, at a certain point, like I looked to Jonathan, I looked to Nick, and I said, you know what, you know what, guys. Buck's gonna fucking win tomorrow. Buck's gonna win. There's too much love in the air. Like I could just feel it in my heart. The Bucks are gonna win on Sunday. Like I just, I just knew it in my heart. Knew it in my heart. And so we like start walking down the aisle. And like the last, the last people to go were uh, it was me, the the bridesmaid, or not the bridesmaid, but the uh, the maid of honor, the the parents, and then Nick, and there's something something like that, some fucking order like that. And then of course Jesse last. Um, but it got to the point where it was like Nick and I and his dad. And I'm like, I looked at, I looked at both of them. I'm like, you guys, Buck's going to win tomorrow. I'm just going to, I'm telling you that right now. Like it's, there's too much love. I feel too much positivity in the air for like that not to happen. And that's, against, that's, against all odds. That That's so funny that like you spider web, <laughs> spider web that into the, of the game. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I can <laughs> feel it. And then the next day when I'm watching the game, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? We're down. The you know the Cowboys they can't they can't score a goddamn touchdown against us but you know we we got this we're gonna we're gonna fucking pull this one out so it, and it uh, it was an amazing game um, do you think okay do you want you know what it reminded me do of you want to say amazing do you want to like really say it was an amazing game because it was kind of like a game to me it was like it was a boring game <laughs> it was a boring to game. me what it reminded me of was um, 
1996 to 2002 bucks. I mean, how many games did they win? Yeah. Yeah. You're six. So that's why I say amazing. It's, it's, you know, we're getting back to what got us there. You know what? You're exactly right, Derek. I mean, you, you, uh, it's, we're, we're, I've seen so many just shitty, ugly losses or not losses, but shitty, ugly wins from the bucks. But at the end of the day, it's still a win. I mean, you know, if we, if we go nine and seven, I'm not going to complain because we, we fucking barely squeaked out a game against Dallas. Um, I'm good. I'm, I'm ecstatic. We beat, we beat the fucking Dallas Cowboys with Des Bryant healthy on the field with their entire offensive line. Sure. They had Matt Castle throwing them the ball, but I mean, um, Come on, that that's worth something, right? Am I am I am I right or am I wrong? I don't think so. I think our defense played well. We held um defense the defense played. I've been saying this for for the last 2 weeks uh, and, and and maybe even longer, but I mean the the, the improvements are there in the defense and if, and if anybody can't see them, then you're fucking crazy because right. You know, I they're there. Well, I think the and we only gave up like 87 yards to um Des Bryant and um fuck's name is that tight end uh, uh, uh jason witten dallas clark <laughs> <laughs> and we only gave up to 87 yards to des bryant and jason witten which for those two guys i mean those guys have been there for the cowboys i mean jason witten when was the last time we anyone's held him to under 40 uh, yeah i mean you know cowboy fans can make any excuse they want and sh- i mean i i hear you if if tony roma would have been in it it may have been a different game uh, but would it have been? I I don't think so because I look at so well I mean look at last week with the Giants and Eli Manning and look what look at how how closely they paid played the Patriots like uh the, that the Giants were a team that we should have beaten for all intents and purposes uh, mm-hmm. we should have beaten the Giants uh, the week prior uh, mm-hmm. and we limited Eli Manning and and we certainly stopped their offense uh, so. If Tony Romo had been in, I, I don't think the outcome would have been much different, really. I mean, Des Bryant had his chances to catch balls, and he either dropped them or he, he didn't or, make the or play. Or he didn't fight for it like he did against Bradley or, McDougal. Right. Instead, he went looking for a flag. Right. We stopped them. We we, right. we legitimately stopped their defense. We we kept Darren McFadden. Uh, we, we, we contained Darren McFadden to what? Like, I think he was under like 60-something yards. I think it was less than that. I want to say it was like 30 yards on 17 oh, carries really? or something like that. Yeah. And with that offensive line they have there, I mean, yeah, it's, inc- it's incredible that defense, that we were able to do that is awesome. And I, you know, I was skeptical when Lovey's been you know playing musical chairs with cornerbacks, but I think we're starting to see what two cornerbacks should be on the field. Yeah, something it's something is is working. It, it, it's I it, think that. Uh, they're starting to get comfortable with each other. I mean, I think Levante David's starting to tr- trust Quan Alexander a little more. Um, and, and look yeah. at it, and all of our rookies are playing good. I saw a stat today. Well, you know um, what? They're they're doing their jobs. They're doing the jobs right, that they're right. they're they're not trying to do each other's jobs. And I'm stealing this from Steve Dumag. Like fuck me, right? But like they, it's it's true. They're, they're not trying to do each other's jobs. They're doing their own jobs. Um, I saw uh, Joe Kenya tweet today. Donovan Smith has faced three of the NFL's best pass rushers that, yeah. this season. J.J. Watt, J.P.P., and Greg Hardy, and ne- not, none of them have had a sack against him, which, you know, for a rookie, that's pretty strong. Dude, I got I got into uh, some shit this week with uh, <laughs> with old Pat Donovan from 620 WDAE because they were like, well, what would you rate this Buccaneers draft class? And I'm like, um, 
I, I wouldn't because it's like we're fucking what we're it, it's halfway through the season and how could you possibly rate a draft class six months into the goddamn season? Right, six months? No, it's fucking almost just over six games. Yeah, it's it, it's like like a draft class is like a presidency. It takes like three years to like fully realize like the the impact of of the, the draft class. Like, there's no fucking way you can tell after six months if like they were like a plus draft class. Fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself. And, and you're, yeah, you're being modest, Kyle. Three three years, man. I'm saying five. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like. The example I brought up is like the Bucks in 2007. They drafted Games Adams, who's dead. Uh, Savvy Piscatelli. So that so that's an F. That's an F. Savvy Piscatelli, <laughs> who you can see uh, in Orlando right now in, in NXT. Is that correct, Eric? Yeah, he is um, tr- in the WWE developmental system, and they've been doing our show. Quick, get away from everything. They've been doing this show called Breaking Ground on the WWE Network, and the first uh, episode was kind of featured on him. He was going through a concussion protocol. Like, you know, typical savvy. Tip, typical savvy. So <laughs> you have Savvy Piscatelli, who's fucking just doing wrestling. Aaron Sears, who, like, at, like Aaron Sears was a guy who actually started his rookie year. But he was like, oh, my God, he's like, he's like the, the, the next coming of uh, he's he's our he's our new starting guard. Uh, and he just goes crazy and, you know, goes off the map. And then Quincy Black, who we all were like, oh, well, come on, Quincy Lobo Black, baby. He's going to be the next, you know, Derek Brooks. And then nothing. So it's like maybe calm down a little bit on the on the whole A plus draft class thing here. Like I understand that Winston looks good. I understand that all these guys look good, but it takes a it, you know who yeah. knows what's going to happen. I mean, and one of the draft picks isn't even playing this season because he's on IR. Right. I mean, so wait, hold on. Who the fuck is saying A plus right now? Oh, dude, uh, Donovan. Oh, what is it? Pat Donovan for from six twenty WDAE. Okay, that guy. That guy needs to be fired tonight. Like, are you fucking kidding me? An A plus? Okay, if it was an A plus fucking draft, uh, I don't know. Maybe you, what do you guys? Four and five. Four and five. Four and five. I don't know. Maybe I would flip flop it. Yeah. And add two games. Maybe we maybe we'd have a couple more wins under our belt. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You're fucking exactly right. <laughs> oh, if it was an A plus draft, yeah. Oh god, I could agree with you more. Okay, like we do we do another we do another podcast on the Shark Dropper uh, Network called Horror Play. And we rate video games and stay with me here on a scale. We, we rate the scariness on a, on, a, on a scale from one to 10 and 10 is literally like this obsolete number to us. It's it, if something was rated a 10, it would have to be something so scary that it would literally make us stop playing video games. Uh, like you throw me, your controller out the window or something. Exactly. To me, like an A plus draft class is like it's this intangible thing where it's like okay if i'm gonna get an a plus draft we better go to the fucking super bowl that year because we right shit better go 16 and 0 especially because we drafted a quarterback in this draft if we're if it's an a plus draft then he might be fucking peyton manning out there like like yeah it's 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 totally absurd you know what i mean i I don't know yeah and and okay and, and while we're kind of on these these high expectations, I I, I want to say I want to say this. Um, I've seen Bucks fans twice this year do this whole thing where like after a loss we're like, well I don't see how we're gonna win another game, and then after a win they're like, well we could we could probably make the playoffs. So like that's where that's where we're all at now. Like everybody's kind of like, well you know if we win these next two games we're gonna make it the playoffs. Like 
Let me just let me just temper your expectations now. We have a lot of games left to lose. Uh, I'm sorry mm-hmm. that I'm I'm the one to say that, but it's true. We have a lot of games left to lose, and um, it, it, you know you're 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 gonna be pissed off again uh, very soon. Uh, perhaps this week, perhaps next week, but um, I, I think everybody needs to calm the fuck down when like the like. The the crazy knee jerk reactions of like fire lovey to we're making the playoffs are, are just absurd to me. Like <laughs> like to everybody, let's just take this season as it is. Four and five is amazing. I'm so happy with that right now, and that's fully expecting us to maybe win or lose next week against the Eagles. I don't fucking know. Like, well, we, and I'm, I'm sorry. Am I the only person uh, in Tampa Bay that realizes that there's another team in? <laughs> In your division, that is plus five. Yeah. Both you in the fucking loss column. That, versus in minus five. Yeah. yeah. That, that is uh, completely running away with it. Uh, yeah. They. Uh, it, it's. It'll be tough to make the playoffs if 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 that. Yeah. It's. I think it's kind of absurd. Everybody's like, "Well, play it. We could win the next two play playoffs. You never know." Like I'm over here, like Jim Moore, like playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. <laughs> I ain't talking about playoffs. Playoffs, but still, playoffs. But still, this this was a. Um, I don't say I don't I don't want to say it was a good win, but I I it was one of those games like the last two games. I'm like, you know what? We could, we're gonna we could win these games. We really could. Like the the entire game against the Giants, I wasn't worried until the fourth quarter. Where I'm like, you know what? We need to win. We need to go out there and win this game. Same same thing with the Cowboys game. I'm like. God, we're keeping it close. We just need to go out and score a touchdown, and then that's the game. Like we're not—they're not going to score a touchdown on us after we score one. Um, and then for James to fumble like that, like let's be honest, let's be broke. We kind of got—we got lucky. We got lucky this game. A little bit of it is luck. So let me ask you this, and I—I already know the answer, but I think it's an interesting question nonetheless. Right. Put yourself. Well, no, you guys are in the same shoes I am. What kind of a team would you rather have? A team that's four and five on the upswing or a team that's six and three on the downswing? I'll take the four and five. No, I don't know. I, I want the upswing. I know what Jonathan's getting at and I, like I can't I, I can't take four and five. Like I I would rather be six and three at this point. Like I think I think the Packers are just going through like a little bit of a a slump. I think that's all this is. I think you got you guys will you guys will be fine. Yeah. They just they just need to go to Chicago, beat up on Jay Cutler and their yep. confidence will be right back. Yep. Well, no, here's the problem though. It's like <clears throat> it's we haven't lost 3 in a row in like seven for, years. forever. Yeah. It's been I yeah. like oh man, what a what a heartbreaking fucking game that was, man. I like I was Hardcore root for the Packers. I really wanted them to win this weekend, and man. Well, and it's like I know I was paying attention probably a lot more than you guys were. Like maybe not not necessarily that you guys were watching the game, but I was like literally just pinpointing every little problem that was going on with us. And I don't understand it. We went into a bye week six zero, and then we've lost every game since the bye week. And I, Aaron Rodgers looks off. Our offense looks terrible, and I know people are quick to go. Ooh, Jordy Nelson, like this this is the impact that Jordy Nelson not being there is the deep threat is having on the on the offense. I it, it, look, the problems that I've been seeing the last three weeks in a row have nothing to do with the deep threat. What? I mean Aaron Rodgers looks like he's throwing at people's feet right now. 
I no, I think well, um, I forget where I saw it. I think it was like on on PTI or something where they kind of showed a, a few Aaron Rodgers passes that were on the mark, but they kind of just glanced off the hands of the receivers. The receivers didn't catch them. I think it's a, it's a little bit of a maybe Aaron is 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 forcing some some things in his offense, but I think you know the the recipe for the last three weeks has just kind of been keep a, keep keep Aaron in the pocket and just make him throw to his receivers. But the thing is, is that you guys are so thin right now at receiver that he's just got nobody to throw to. Nobody can nobody can get open. Right. And I don't understand because we, we have we have quick wide outs and like like Randall Cobb, he's he's a he's a quick little shit. Right. But for whatever reason, like I think he was thrown to maybe four times last week or on Sunday. It mm-hmm. was like, come on, man. And then like he dropped two passes. Like, come on, man. You can't do that shit. Do you think that's like a thing? Do you think that's something where like Aaron he likes to spread the ball around so maybe he doesn't look to Cobb as much as he should? Well, he's he's always been like that. Like, if you look at like the average amount of receivers or targets that he's had in a in a single game, it, it can sometimes be up up like ten plus. Right. Um, Which is what it, I mean. That's like, a that's a sign of a good quarterback, though. So. Right, and but like Randall Cobb is like always been known as like Mr. Hands, not the horse, but you know, Mr. Hands like catch the ball. Right. And he's just fucking dropping the ball, and like nobody can get open. Uh, the pocket's collapsing way too soon. Aaron's holding down the ball way too long. Uh, he's throwing at people's feet. We're missing. We're missing easy passes. And I just go, man. I I, I gotta wonder at this point, like if if Aaron's hiding something, like mm. three perhaps. That could be. I I don't know. I, you you would know better than I. I mean, has he has there been problems this year with him? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, he's stayed relatively healthy. I mean, he's, he's taken a few cheap shots to the knees, but that wouldn't have anything to do with his, right. his game. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's got like a Peyton... able to step into it. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Maybe he's got like a Peyton Manning, like uh patella tendon or something. Yeah, perhaps. Anyway, I just, I thought I'd pose the interesting question. No, that, that, that I, I mean, it's, uh, I think I'd rather be the Packers. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. You guys have been fucking dominating the NFC for the last five years. So, like, I would... well, at this, at this point, I don't even know if we're going to make the playoffs. I, yeah. I think you guys might. I think. Yeah, man. I, I think you guys will turn it around. I think it's it's very easy. Like again, like I like like I'm saying with the Bucks fans. Like it's very easy for the Bucks fans to say playoffs after one win, and and I don't know how we won another game after a loss. Um, at losing three straight is tough on just anybody, especially when you're so competitive. Uh, but I, I think I don't know this. I think this is just a fluke kind of thing. Especially like, fuck, man. Like I like when Mason Crosby should have made that kick. Like I don't know what the fuck happened. Like if he just glanced off his 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 shoe or what. But like that should have been a that should have been a, a good field goal. You guys should have broken the the, the Lions' hearts at Lambeau. Oh yeah, but I mean, I just—it's just not going the Packers' way right now, and it's just so strange to see. But I think uh, you, you guys are way too good of a team to like to assume that like, no, you're not going to make the not the playoffs. Like, of course you can make the playoffs. I think. Well, not of course. I mean, you got to think of it this way: Minnesota's up one game on us. That's true. We play them. We play them this Sunday. I know. I that's, suddenly, that's a huge so, game. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the biggest game of the year. All of a sudden. Is it is that in Lambo or is it in Minnesota? I think it's in Lambo. 
Okay. I like I like the Packers' chances in that. I um, I'm not gonna call anything because I don't want to jinx anything. But fuck, man, it's <laughs> yeah that that is a big game. Fuck. It's gonna be a great game to watch. Yeah. Hey, watch it, man. I will watch it. I will. I I will fucking watch it. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> um. To, but okay. So like to to get back to the, to the Bucks, uh, Derek. Fucking. What what do you think of uh, old boy Jameis uh, Winston there? This game. Not his best game, but. What we got to see was, I think, Jameis taking the reins of leadership on this team. I think Jameis has a little bit of uh, what Aaron Rodgers is suffering from in that we, he just got nobody to throw to. Yeah. Was some, there's a, you know, the throw, was it um, off uh, Myers' hands? That yeah. Went in, you know, you got to make that play. If it oh, hits yeah. the ball in your hands, there's no reason to let it deflect off, get high in the air, and let a safety pick it off. Right. No, that, It'll be nice to get ASJ back. It'll be nice to get Vincent Jackson back. But, I mean, I agree with what John Lynch said when he, when he made that pass. And John Lynch was basically like, if you're going to throw over the middle, you got to make sure that the guy's going to catch the ball. Because, I mean, if it's glancing off of uh, off of your receiver's hands, it's going to be intercepted. I mean, he, he as a safety, he knows that more than, more than anybody because well, yeah, that's, yeah. his, that's his area of the field. Like, he knows, well, like... He he eats that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner as a pro, and made the hall, and will potentially make the hopefully. hall of fame. Hopefully, yeah. I just I'm at the thought: if a ball hits you in the hands, you better catch it. I, That's just I couldn't agree more. I mean, a lot of people were saying like Jameis was throwing high this game; he was throwing high, and he was like, I yeah. There, there's a couple that sailed on him, but but if it hits you in the hands, you're a prof- you're a fucking professional. You need to come down right. with the ball and. Same to me. Same thing with, uh, with 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 the Packers and that that two point play. Like it hit him in the hands. He should have came down with the goddamn ball. Like exactly. Oh my god, it broke my heart. Yeah. Broke my goddamn heart. Yeah. It. You know, a lot of these guys like to wear the gloves or and shit like that. Take the gloves off. I don't. Really, you know. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Whenever I played football, I never wore gloves. I caught the ball all right. I've played. Of course I did. I played with gloves. I played without gloves, uh, and of course, this is—I've never played like actual ball. I played just this is just pickup flag football or, or you know, pickup tackle football, and like I've always found that that gloves have kind of hindered me. Actually, it, it kind of just—it's that false sense of security. It is. It really is. Yeah, you, you know, you, you got to trust in your own hands at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Which I'm hoping Mike Evans—he's got to get back to it because. You know, whenever a ball hits it in his hands, he should be the last one that drops him. I know, but again, I think we're all being a little too too hard on Evans because, uh, yeah, he he has dropped a lot of big uh, uh, potential receptions. But I mean, he's the only guy that Winston really has to throw to. Like it's, uh, yeah, I mean, when when you're when you're in the spotlight, I mean, you are you're you're you know, I guess hmm, I, you might drop a couple of balls, but. Eh. Well, all right. Well, I don't, he's not going to maybe he's not gonna the catch passes. It. I don't have a problem with dropping a pass and then instantly looking at the ref. Uh, yeah. flag. I have a big problem. <laughs> yeah, it seems like every time he's like, I, uh, he, he he breathed on me, man. Come on, Come man. On. Like it's a, it's a fucking you can't do that. It's like, like his penis on my thigh. It's like, bro, there wasn't a fucking receiver within two yards of you, or there wasn't a cornerback within two yards of you. What are you looking at? Like honestly, man, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, get, that, get out of here with that. I'm going to be sad to see Doug Martin go 
at the end of this series. Shut the fuck up. You. I, I, I don't want to see it happen, but I'm going to be sad you when You shut happen. your whore mouth. <laughs> I don't want to hear and it. I don't get why we seem to be doing, we seem to be switching running backs each quarter. Have, have you noticed that? Yeah, First okay. We'll okay, but I, like I saw a lot of people talk shit about that. Like, oh, God, where's Doug Martin? Where's Doug Martin? As soon as Doug Martin comes back in, like they, they fucking stuff him every time. Right. Uh, you know, I I, I, I want to just – I kind of trust in Dirk Cutter and, and that there's a method to the madness uh, of the whole thing because once he, once he brought uh, uh, Doug Martin back in, he was largely ineffective. Mm-hmm. So – um, that goes I, back to not having weapons all around, too. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's true as well. So, you know, I, 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 I did. I didn't think losing ASJ was going to affect the offense this much, but I think that's really the missing piece right now. You, you know what I think? <clears throat> Do you want to know what I really think? Go ahead. I think Austin Safarian Jenkins is a fucking bust. He's a bust, a bust, really? a bust. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. He's a bust. <laughs> I, I don't from, think we. He always reminds me of that Key and Peel skit. Austin Tavarian Jenkins. Yeah, you don't know who, who Jonathan. You're you're not a Bucks fan. Who the fuck is Austin Fer- Safarian Jenkins? Uh, he's a well. Okay, if you want to ask me honestly, he sounds like a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know any white motherfuckers named Austin Safarian Jenkins. Uh, but but I know a few white guys named Lou Anderson. He's just he's what this is the second year and and we're at this point where we're how many games are we in like nine games in mm-hmm. yeah he's a wide receiver right he's a he's a tight, tight end. end and he's been just a non factor the since well, he's, he's been drafted you know he came in with an injury last season that he never really got a full off season right and I don't know if it's the coach you know Lovey's been really careful with injuries this season so I don't know if he's holding ASJ back or you know. I, I don't know. But Look, I, I think Jameis was getting comfortable with him earlier this season, and he needs that weapon back. I'm a I'm a Rays fan, so like I'm 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 completely okay with the organization being cautious with injuries. Like we, I, it's I've seen it pay off for us before, but uh, I just think this guy just I like I don't I seldom make calls like this. I seldom like kind of put myself out there like this. But I think this this guy to me has just draft bust written all over him. Bust, bust, bust all day. He's he's not going to pan out. He's never going to be on the field for more than three, four games at a time. And he just to me it just seems like he's a fucking bust. You might you, I might you might replay this fucking uh, audio uh, and and prove me wrong one day. I hope you do, but I I don't think so. I think he's a bust. He's going to prove you wrong when he goes to the Patriots. Yeah, <laughs> him and Gronk are gonna fucking tear it up. Him, Gronk, and Doug Martin. Yeah, whatever. The jokes on the fucking Austin Safarian Jenkins when it comes out that he murdered seven people in college. <laughs> Fuck That's, yourself. Because he's black, or because uh, he's a tight end. Oh, oh, okay. It's a tight end thing. A lot of people don't know that. Hey, Mark Tremor, uh, man. He okay. You know the whole Mark Tremor shit. The fucking uh, raping a girl in the hot tub. Wait, 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 who? What? what? Okay, there was a there was a, a tight end for the Packers in the '90s, like a star tight end. Right. What's his? What yeah. was the name? Mark Chamura. Mark Chamura. That sound, name sounds familiar. I think I remember watching him play. And um, yeah, like he he got busted for essentially raping a girl in a hot tub. Um, I think this was probably 2001 or 2002. 
2000. On April 8th, 2000, Chimura was accused of sexually assaulting the 17-year-old babysitter of his children. Chimura was tried but not found guilty of all charges. Two days after being acquitted of child enticement and third-degree sexual assault, Chimura acknowledged that his behavior at a post-prom party, quote, wasn't something a married man should do. <laughs> okay, are you ready for this? What's that up? was at my next-door neighbor's house. No shit. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck oh, yeah. man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> go pack go shit oh, wow. so i remember march later he's a oh nice nice burn oh, I, that's a good segue i remember march what a piece of shit fucking uh what's his face is um Which one? greg hardy greg hardy yeah fuck that guy i follow you know, it's go ahead it's funny how like something small like did you see the woman that wrote a letter about um Cam dancing after a touchdown. I think I'm. Eh. I did see that. Yeah, some lady got upset because Cam was doing all this dancing after a touchdown, but yet not upset that Greg Hardy's actually playing on a professional oh, yeah. football team. Well, she's not the one that got sexually assaulted. Well, I guess not. But <laughs> you know, if you and I like Cam's response to it. If you don't, if you don't like my dancing, keeping me out of the end zone. Well, you know what? Like there was a. I, I think he got into like an altercation on the sideline this weekend with like some some dude. Um, and uh, and then the Fox kind of showed him being a, a you know just a complete dickhead on on the sidelines, um, you know, uh, riling Hardy, up right Hardy Greg Hardy riling, yeah, riling yeah, up yeah. the fans and kind of doing a dance and all that. And I said, you know, I, I kind of just said like, you know what, well, you know, this guy's kind of a piece of shit. And uh, quoting quoting like one of the one of those specific incidents. And then the cowboy fan comes back at me and she says that. Oh well, you know it was a whole misunderstanding and, and something like that. So he's, you know, he's actually not. But it's like you're missing the point. I think you're you're focusing on this one issue where where you don't realize that there's a this whole bigger issue of that he got off on like these this clear sexual assault charges, uh, and uh, nobody seems to give a shit. Uh, and I don't. Mm-hmm. I, it's just I don't know, man. Fuck that guy. If if OJ had had murdered Nicole Brown when he was twenty five, do you think they would have just and 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 he got uh, acquitted as he did in in the actual case? Uh, do you think he would would have played another fucking uh, five ten years for the Bills? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Totally. Totally. Absolutely. Bills, Bills would have came back like, well, you know what? We believe in second chances. He was it was proven that he was innocent, and uh, you know what? We believe in second chances. He's the leader <laughs> of our franchise. Yeah, Exhibit A, Ray Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. Oh well, is, I, sir, I don't know. What's that? Who was the safety? Or was it a safety? That, who date? Who's married to Hope Solo now? Oh, Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy Stevens. That fucking guy. Yeah, what he's a, just like a scumbag, like the rest of them. Yeah, well, there's. I mean, there's. Uh, there's always going to be this the scumbags but i mean and like i i hear it brought up a lot like who's to say that greg hardy doesn't deserve a second chance and you know i i i i say to, to that i say if 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 it's i mean it is true that a, a fraction of guys that play college football actually make it into the pros uh then you know this guy doesn't deserve his shot at the pros and let the next guy step up and, and take over for him. He's clearly a piece of shit and he clearly squandered away his chance at being a professional football player. Uh, you can go make your money selling cars. You can go make your money 
doing whatever the fuck you want to do at your second chance, but you've just squandered away your chance of being a pro football player. That's how that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> Game time. <laughs> well, um, did you get? I know you had you saw Jameis's pregame speech or postgame speech, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's quite inspiring. I love Lovey's smile. That's the one thing I get away from him most. He's got his leader now. I didn't see the uh, I didn't see the actual video, but yeah, he's clearly the leader of the team. Yeah, he's, and it's it's good to finally have that in a quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We, it's, it's something we haven't had in. Uh, since uh, since Ronnie Barber left, since Barber, not even Barber, Barber was not really a, a vocal leader. I think since since Brooks. like Brooks or Sapp, since those guys left, uh, you know when we even when Josh Freeman was here, Josh Freeman wasn't really the uh, the vocal leader type. He was just kind of no. the the sit back and like, hey, let's just do some he's cocaine an e- and pet my snakes. Yeah, he leads like Eli Eli Manning. You know, he's not gonna rah rah you. Right. Try to do it with this play. No. Yeah, but here's Jameis clearly out in the spotlight, like, fuck yeah. yeah, I'm the leader. Everybody follow me. Jonathan. Right in the pussy. Fuck her right in the pussy. Jonathan. Yes, sir. Mayhem. What about it? That was the band. Oh, yeah, Mayhem. Absolutely. Mayhem. <laughs> On their boot, we talking like wrestling? Or no, like- dude, that was the band on their bootleg album "Dawn of the Black Hearts." They used the photograph of their lead singer's suicide as the album cover. Yeah, fucking and, crazy. And it's, oh my god, it's yeah. it's crazy. Hold on, I got him. I have him on my computer. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's 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 the it's oh god. Oh god, yeah, I'm, I'm not looking at that. No, you don't want to look at that. No, that's it's the worst possible. <laughs> That's mayhem. Yeah, that's mayhem. Holy shit! That was music. I mean, that wasn't that bad. I've heard worse. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I, I mean, oh man, I gotta stop looking at that. That's just, that's just, you know, how I learned about that is I was looking at uh, Metalocalypse. Apparently, they just they just pay tribute to like so much uh, metal in that show. Okay, you want to hear a Metalocalypse, or I should say a Death Clock clone? Well, Death Clock basically copies a band called Nile. Yeah. N-I-L-E. So if you listen to, like, the band Nile, like, it's literally a Death Clock clone. Really? Yep. Let's see. Yep, yep, yep. Nile. Metal band. Just do, like, uh, like, they have a, I think they have a song called, like, Whip slash slaves or something. Let's see. It's it's just metal about ancient Egypt. That's all it is. Huh. Whiplash, horse whip, whip slash. Let's just look at Nile whip. Oh, yeah, there you go. Whip slash slaves. Hmm. <laughs> I you want me to pull it up? Jesus Christ. Well, no, no, I want to. I like because I got the fucking I got the the sweet ass audio. Whipped. Nile whiplashed. Whip. Nay, nay. Slaves. Now watch me whip. Oh, here it is. Lashed to the slave stick. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Here, let's let's take a listen, guys. 70, 95.3. Uh, <laughs> nine point nine nineteen past the hour. Uh, weather, weather, weather tonight, 78 and cool. Here's Nile with Lash to the Slave Stick. Coming to Nashville, nothing to do with Sophie. 
Oh yeah, I can I can definitely see where the uh, Def Clock influence comes from. I gotta wait for the lead singer to come in. <coughs> oh shit, you're right. Wow. Everybody's turning slowly turning out. What's the name of that song again? God, you're right. Now, just for uh, just for uh, comparison, here's death. Here's death clock. Wow, you're fucking right. Wow. Interesting. Hmm. You, learn, you learn something new every day. What was the yeah. name of the first song? Oh shit! What was the name of that song? Did you like that, Derek? Slave stick. Slave. That that makes me think of um. We had an interview on the Oversell podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, and this uh, it was a chick that this totally awesome wrestling chick. Her name is Cheyenne, and her wrestling entrance is she has these slaves come out like carrying her on a throne type thing, and she has a lash, and their heads are wrapped in plastic, and they're carrying. She has six championship titles. And they're carrying her, and she is whipping them as they come in. And it, it sounds like it's the most incredible wrestling entrance ever. So what is her name? Cheyenne? Yeah, the great Cheyenne. The great Cheyenne. She is awesome. The great Cheyenne. Let's see. Oh, there's actually, there's no, like, actual HD. But, all right, well, you know what? This is this is a perfect time to take a break. What do you yeah, guys like- say? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna come back. We're gonna add a, uh, a fourth guest or a third guest or a second guest. I guess we're gonna say we'll say second. Uh, we're gonna add a second guest to the uh, show, and uh, we'll come back. I don't know, maybe with everybody. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. So after the break. Listeners of the Word of the Bay. Go to audibletrial.com slash sark and get your free audiobook. If I had a recommendation, choose the Bible. Guys, I think we just died and went to Audible Heaven. Uh, I think the Paul Bear just did an Audible commercial. <laughs> we're, I'm not sure. <laughs> we're the Bay Live with God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, welcome Jesus Christ. Big big man father, dude. This is the this might be the biggest get we've ever gotten on the uh, on the podcast here. Well, if I use yeah, my free book today, Kyle, what do you recommend? The Holy Bible, sir. The King James version, of course. I heard you've been wanting to look at the rise and fall of the Third Reich. No, 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 no. As a whole, that's that's a big misunderstanding. It's that that's for uh, research. Nope. I've heard it. I've, I've heard you say it on like twelve podcasts now. God. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle, how's your swastika tattoo? Okay, God. I know that you and I haven't been on the greatest terms for the last couple of years, but just I'm gonna try and earn some brownie points here. Kyle's a fucking asshole. God damn it. I just don't like the language, Jonathan. You're on thin ice already. Oh shit. Sorry, sorry. Jonathan's going to hell, motherfuckers. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Can't be much different from Florida. I mean, really. (laughs) 
Listen, guys, if you go if you go to audibletrial.com, like God himself uses it uh, to download audiobooks. God, have you been reading anything lately? I've actually just finished both of the Veronica Mars books Ooh. on Audible. <laughs> not, not bad. Uh, <laughs> do, do you know who does the Veronica Mars books, uh, uh, His Holiness? I know one of them was actually read by Veronica Mars herself, Kristen Bell. That's... I can't remember the other whore that read the other one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you allowed to be using that kind of language? God, I mean, he's God. He's got me Yeah, that is true. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. Um, so if you go to if you go to audibletrial.com slash shark, uh, you can that book is yours to keep. You get your 30 day uh, free trial. You get your uh, audiobook download. That audiobook is yours to keep. So if you want to hear Kristen Bell uh, narrate the Veronica Mars series whenever you want to, uh, go to audibletrial.com slash shark and do that right now. Um, they have over 180,000 titles to choose from. So if you don't like Veronica Mars, you can go and get the I don't know, the Harry Potter uh, novels. You can go Heresy Kyle. <laughs> Fuck, Jonathan, recommend something, please. Something that's not. Oh, um, shit. Uh, Stephen King. Uh, the Magic Treehouse. Uh. <laughs> Wait, no. Uh, the fails of being a fourth grader. Um. Oh, Diary of uh, the, the Big Red Dog. Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah, Clifford uh, the Big Red Dog. That's safe enough. I do like yeah. Clifford. Well, <laughs> go to audibletrial.com/shark. Get those books right now and uh, make uh, your Lord and Savior happy, or make God happy, or make whoever you want happy. I don't care. AudibleTrial.com <laughs> slash shark. Added uh, another to our to our flock. Fuck it, flock. Um, Anthony yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony at Strike Twice TV. Uh, welcome, sir. Welcome to the podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? Well, Glad we, to be back again. We, we finally got you on with like everybody, and the audio's working. Everything's working fine. So, yeah, everybody except Nick, who decided to take a honeymoon. That bastard. What a gay. What is he doing, really? And what a guest you had on that commercial. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> dude, God Himself came to me. Well, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm gonna get some. Light. I'm gonna get like angry letters or something. Yeah, you. <laughs> You are. Let's uh, girl Baptist church is going to start picketing you. This is all parody. We're all just having. We're all having a good time. Everybody, just fucking calm down and you know, <laughs> go attack ISIS. They're the ones you want to be. Yeah, mad there you at. go. Go get those bastards. Yeah, go get those fuck faces. Jesus Christ. Um, is there is there anything before we get to the uh, uh, the hockey team? I mean, is there anything you guys want to just just go over? Um. I don't know. The thing is, I don't know what you talked about earlier in the show, so we I just, have no we idea where to go. Talked about the Bucks. Talked about a little bit about the Packers. Talked about, I mean, Greg Hardy a little bit. Is there like, isn't there? I feel, I feel like I'm missing like a big sports t- topic right now. Like, are I, we talking about the the catfish thing on Twitter today? <laughs> okay, oh, 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 oh. So what was what? that? So. As far as I can tell, and there's going to be some people that listen to this and know what I'm talking about, but there was this guy, he was a Florida Gator fan. He had like 10,000 followers. Oh, it was Clutch Like MJ was the at. And he ran a forum where he charged you to get in, and he charged $100 to get into his forum, by the way. 
a hundred like a hundred dollar like flat charge to get in off the start that's gross and he had a lot of people in there and and he also sold shirts and he made upwards of like 50k doing this and it turns out he wasn't who he says he was he was using a false identity the whole entire time fuck yeah man and it came out today and or came out last night i should say someone did some digging and found out that he wasn't who he was claiming to be and now like (laughs) the entire just about all twitters came down on his head i would do the same thing though well yeah he's lucky the fbi doesn't come after him because that's the, like a, no, there's people that want to take legal action against well, they, him. Well, they should be able to. That's fraud. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. He's making his money. <laughs> <laughs> he's got... He's... No, but my argument is, like, you're sending money to somebody that you have no idea who this guy is. You're sending it to a PayPal. You know, it, you, and not, it's not a small sum. It's $100, you know, and you don't even know who this guy is. And here he is, you know, and then, look, it comes out that he's not who he was. Oh. You know, great. That's, you know, thanks for being an idiot and just giving me your money for no reason. That's true. Yeah. You you always have control over who you give your money to. Like, so, like, for people to like, well, he fucking bamboozled me into this. Like, no, you fucking idiot. You're just, you're just an idiot. And, and, like, you gave this guy your money. Yeah. And people are like, he scammed us. He scammed us all. And I'm like, no, he didn't scam you. He didn't, you know, there was a product there, that forum, you know, it talked about recruiting for Florida. You know, there was a thing there that you were paying for. He just happened to not be who he says he was. Hey, so what was, uh, you know? I'm sorry, what was the form again? It's this place where you can go and he and he claimed to, I never joined it because one, one, I'm a broke college student. And two, uh, you know, I could give a shit less about your forum. Right. That charges $100 to get into. But uh, he, it just was basically inside information on recruiting for UF. You know, who's coming to UF to play football. Basically, and, and people and people eat that shit up, as you know, you know, uh, high school recruiting and stuff like that, college recruiting. Right. And he just made, I mean, he hasn't confirmed any of the numbers that have come out, but they're saying upwards of fifty thousand dollars off that in the t-shirt sales nice. in the like course of a year. Oh, I love it. That is awesome. <laughs> Well, so, hey, speaking of, uh, uh, I guess if we're on college football, speaking of college football, Willie Taggart's been the toast of Tampa for the past uh, week after the uh, huge win against Temple. Uh, USF finally taking down a ranked opponent. And uh, a lot of people are talking about, you know, if we beat, uh, I, I, I don't know how I know this, but if we beat Cincinnati, we have, uh, we have a chance to uh, win the, uh, the, the, the division in uh, yeah, college think- football. Yeah, y'all owe the tiebreaker over Memphis, I think. Right. So uh, I don't know. It's just good to see USF back in 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 uh, contention again after so many years of just heartbreak. I mean, we had that one year where we were we were ranked number two, and Matt Grothy was the the quarterback, and everything was going to be awesome. We beat that. West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. And, and now, I'm not a USF fan, and even I'm happy to see them doing well because it's good for the area. It is, you know, and and uh, it's good for. And I'm happy for Tiger because I think he's actually a good coach, and I just think he got put in a shitty situation. And I'm glad the uh, the athletic department let him have time to turn it around. Yeah, after Skip Holtz is firing him. Jesus Christ. And, and that you know what you said, Anthony, about that's the same thing in Memphis. For years, we've been nothing but um, Tigers basketball up here, and Justin Fuente came in from Texas Christian or TCU. And he's really turned this football program around, and it's it's really refreshing to actually see basketball not as the top sport here. 
So I see the same yeah. thing your guys are oh, doing. Oh wow! Yeah, I guess you're yeah, right. Someone said, they, "Didn't you guys win like 12 in a row or something?" Memphis yeah. football. I think so. Yeah, like that. That, there, and someone put an article like he won 12 in a row. Your coach did at a place that you don't win 12 in a row at. That, like, <laughs> that, that's a hell of a turnaround, and now he's going to get paid from it most likely by some big school. Well, I'm I think sure. Memphis. There's a plan in place to get the him like I think three million a year. Wow. And um, yeah, but but someone will come in and offer him like seven million well, a year. This is cool. This is just speculation. But what's what may happen is um, <clears throat> Fred Smith, who is you know the top guy at FedEx, is uh, making a. Uh, he, I think they're going to do a lot of sponsorships with the Big Ten, and part of that is going to be. Well, if we do this, I want you to invite Memphis to join your conference. So Memphis could be moving to the Big Ten. Yeah, that would get him to stay because then yep. he'd be in a big conference. That's my territory, Big Ten. Yeah, really. Okay. Yep. Yeah, Wisconsin. Badgers. Yes, Wisconsin Badgers. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I thought, I thought, man. I thought, I thought it was implied. <laughs> I, th- I think that uh, – I, I don't know. It's just a good thing for the area. If, again, like I think that that's like the one thing that'll get me into college football is if USF actually starts doing well, then I then I can like connect to a uh, an actual college football team. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I, I I was raised to be a Gator fan. I guess you could say since I was little, since I was like four, I've been going to games. So, you know, that's I I never really had a say in who I was going to root for. Yeah, from the start. But uh, hey, that's like me. If the... I didn't, if I hadn't been influenced at a young age i probably would be a usf fan right now you know but See, i'm a gator and i go to school in gainesville you, so there's you've no just turning back now you've described <laughs> me i mean i i am a uh i'm a bucks fan because my father was a bucks fan but i like right exactly. i never i never had the influence of a college football uh follow or i'd never you know nobody Nobody I uh, kind of took after followed a college football team, so I never really got into college. So, like, I'm just kind of a yeah, man no of the country. Yeah, no one ever told you we root for this team. Right, yeah. This is what we do in this family, you know. <laughs> I'm actually a Florida State fan. Are you really? Oh, are you? Yeah. Why don't you get the fuck off the podcast? <laughs> yeah, why don't you <laughs> fucking – yeah, Nick's not here to fucking defend you. Go fuck yeah, now. well – <laughs> it's it's funny i i started playing football organized football at the age of 10 and a guy that i played football with gave me a florida state hat and it, i've been a fan ever since it's that simple yeah it's usually something small like that to be mm-hmm. honest with you and uh and that that's that's funny to figure out you know to find out how people become fans because it really is usually something really small yeah, like yeah is. i had a lightning shirt and i just decided oh, i'll follow the team you know or whatever you know, I can say this about Nick because it's not in the podcast, but you know, well, I think Nick has always been, he's always been kind of a Florida State follower, but like, I remember when he became a Florida State fan and it was 2007 when Miami played Florida State and like half of our friends picked Miami. I was one of the ones that picked Miami. A friend of ours, Tony picked Miami and, uh, uh, he picked Florida State with a longtime Florida State fan, uh, Ricky who, you know, he, he's always been a diehard Florida State fan. And uh, Florida State ended up winning that game by, I think it was a, it might have been a field goal. Like, it might have been another, like, wide right situation. Uh, but, but Florida State won it. Oh, yeah. They had, like, three of those. Right. Year, I, I think. And since that moment, like, Nick has been the biggest Florida State fan. I'm, but, I mean, I mean everybody <laughs> everybody has their moment where they become a huge fan. So, I mean, maybe that was his. But, I mean, I just remember, yeah, like, for- ever since then. For me, it was for with the Gators. It was uh, 
I think I was watching Rex Grossman throw the ball around in the swamp. Oh God. Sexy Rexy. Sexy, sexy Rexy. The sex cannon. And I think I forget exactly what happened, but he just, he chucked a deep ball that, and he had a huge arm. If you remember like coming out of college and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was that ball. I swear that ball, it probably didn't, but it felt like it traveled like 80 yards in the air. Like I was a little kid. So you have to really, like, you know, everything else, everything is bigger when you're a little kid, I guess you could say. Yeah, you're right. And, it just felt like that, and I remember it connecting, and the place went crazy and all that kind of stuff, and it was like, well, yeah, I think I'm hooked now. Oh, like, yeah. I don't think I'm going to be going anywhere. Yeah, I think I like these guys. Yeah. Hey. 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 Hey, let's, uh, let's see when God was a fan of uh, his favorite uh, s- uh, sports fans. God, are you there? <laughs> no. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's I am not a Cowboys fan like everyone thinks. <laughs> well, I think you were in the 90s, in the, but I don't think you are anymore. <laughs> that was Satan's team, sir. Mm. Not mine. America's team, you bastard. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, oh, that was the well, 90s. You actually don't have a father. So that was, but, oh, oh, God. Happy. Okay. Let's, let's, let's move on. Let's just. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm, just... I'm not turning that knob again. <laughs> I'm not even religious, and that offended me. I don't know what you're talking about, Derek. Turning what knob? Turning uh, what knob uh, where? Uh, maybe this one? Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> real quick, so much trouble for that one. Real quick, Anthony, before before we wrap this podcast up, let's let's just let's take uh, maybe five ten minutes to talk about the Lightning. Um, uh, it has been a a disappointing start to the season. I, what what more can be said, really? I mean, what, what how, um, how many times are we going to get on the podcast and say, well, we're starting slow? Uh, you know, it, it, it's an amalgamation of things. We're all, we're not doing a lot of things right. I mean. It's, I guess I'll say that my my finger's starting to hover towards the panic button a little bit. Yeah, maybe. it's like it? in the general vicinity of it. Um, and now it's worse because the injuries are piling up on us real quickly. Like Callahan just got put on day to day. I saw that. Johnson's out. Druin's out. Uh, Paquette's out. You know, we're calling up everybody from Syracuse that we can just to have bodies to put on the ice. Eesh. And what's and last year this happened too, but we already had a sizable distance in points. You know, we were in a comfortable position. It wasn't like we were, we were in need of a lot of points at that point, you know, but now it's, <laughs> now we're starting to get into the, the deep water a little bit and we're in trouble mm. and we're not, we're out of a playoff spot right now. And every game's going to matter even more than it, you know, than it should really, in my opinion, you know, we should be, I don't. I think the playoffs were, were should have been a given, but right now they're going to be fighting for it. Man, it's it's. Uh, I just it's it's heartbreaking to me because like this to was get all... ninety six points, which didn't even get some teams in the playoffs last year. They'd have to go thirty nine and twenty three the rest of the year. Oh god! And they have that. the talent to don't do that, that, but. <laughs> but I mean, we just have hard. we would just have to go on a hell of a run that we haven't seen so far this year at all. Right, and you got, and it starts off with the freaking Rangers tomorrow night. Oh yeah, the hottest team in the NHL. Yeah, the right last thing you want to see is killing it. Fucking Lundqvist in there to to yeah. to re- like, oh Jesus, yeah. Uh, it, 
I don't I don't know that you can point to any one facet of the team and say, well, there's your problem. It's just kind of we've we, it's just as a team we've just been kind of meh. It's just been kind of yeah. There's been a lot of meh, and there's been games where they look awesome, like that Florida game that we just lost the other night. Right. The, they the, doubled, the, uh... they, they outshot. They doubled their shots. 39 to 18 shots. But that's the thing. I mean, uh, you know, if, you know, if we we get the goaltending on one night, but we don't get the the offense or we, or rather we don't we don't put it in the net or, you know, some nights we get the offense, but we don't get the goaltending. It's it's just it's such yeah, a they frustrating can't to put season. It together. They, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I it's it's getting to the point like I said where you can't keep saying it's early. It's still early. It's still early. We're in November. We're almost. We're getting close to December. I mean, Thanksgiving is, you know, next week. Next week. Fuck yeah. yeah. Pie, pie, and yeah. turkey. <laughs> but God, God, are you? God, are you there? I am, my son. What is your? What's your favorite Thanksgiving food, uh, sir? Fried turkey. Ooh. God knows how to do it right. Yeah, he does. Mashed potatoes. Mm. Mm. Jesus, God must be like a big fucking dude. (laughs) (laughs) Please do not use the F word. Have you ever, Jonathan? Sorry, sorry, Lord. Have you ever seen uh, my 600 pound life? I think God was like on one of those. Oh God! He was hanging. Out. You think God? You think God is responsible for TLC, Kyle? Maybe. Dude, maybe. <laughs> God is responsible for little people and fat people on television. And so Jesus. <laughs> Man, let's just let's just never release this this episode ever again. Yeah, yeah I, I think you. <laughs> I'm afraid to walk outside because we make it. I may get struck by lightning. Whatever, come at me, bro. I'm fine. I got a couple glasses of scotch in me. I just, we'll Kyle, Kyle, Kyle literally did the come at me, bro, to God. <laughs> <laughs> you can't avoid that, Kyle. I mean, now you want you know, some? <laughs> come get some. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, 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 it's sir. It's, it's just the. Uh, the the scotch and the wine talking i assure you but it, watch it boy anthony anthony to wrap it up uh i mean what what do you think it's going to take to turn the turn the lightning season around lots of goals um, right shitload of goals uh, yeah, more goals can we put some pucks in the net i think we need to start there and also keep pucks out of the net but um i i really i don't i think yeiserman's a gm who's going to kind of sit on this for a while and see if it plays itself out, but he won't let it go long enough to where we can't dig out of the hole. Right. Um, but if it keeps going like this, you might see a trade to shake things up. <laughs> I don't, I don't know who would be going the other way. I, I'm not going to say, um, Oh, I think might, I know. You know I think you, I know who you're implying at this point, but uh, <laughs> we but, all know who you're implying. Uh, well, it's uh, it's not Stamkos, actually, that I would say. Fair enough. Uh, I think it's someone closer to the fans' hearts than Stamkos, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Uh, he's a big dude who wears a mask. That's all I'll say. Mm. Well, anyway. Okay. But uh, they, he might do something like that, but I don't think Yeiserman's the type of GM to do that as, like, a panic maneuver. I think he knows that he needs to trust the system. He needs to trust the players and the coach, you know, um, and to let them figure it out. And if they don't, then you make a move. 
and help and help them figure it out. Maybe you bring in, uh, I don't know, another defenseman, uh, or maybe you bring in another forward if the scoring drought continues. I don't know what they're going to do, but something needs to happen if this continues. Yeah, you can't just sit on it. And this te- and like I, you know, I said last time I was on, this is the last year this team is going to be together like this. This roster, there's right. going to be guys that are going to be going. You know, th- this is it. Uh, and if they don't get into the playoffs, that's one of the biggest disappointments ever, in my opinion. Uh, I, uh, they have all the talent to win a cup, and if you don't even make the playoffs, <laughs> I can't disagree. That's with That's so hard to swallow. Yeah, that you're absolutely right there, man. I, I, it's it's got to turn around soon. I think I still am am, am op- cautiously optimistic. I think, uh, you know. I'm more optimistic about the Lightning turning it around than I am at the at the than the Bucks are going to go eight and eight. So um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, like I said, and you know, all, if they get a win against the Rangers, maybe that gives them a serious confidence boost. We just beat the number one team in the NHL, uh, you know, and then that maybe that propels them on a winning streak. That's what they really need right now is like six, seven game winning streak. And I know that's like easy for me to say, but if they could get that and get some points and move up in the standings and maybe get a little comfortable, but not too comfortable in the standings and just go back to focusing on playing their game and not having the weight on their shoulders of being a disappointment, you know, then maybe they settle in and they, they look like last year and then we don't have to worry about anything, Fuck yeah! but they might end up, but they could also end up fighting to the very end of the year for a playoff spot. And, we just, I, hey. I don't know. You know, we saw what happened with the Penguins and the Bruins exactly. last year. Wow, and they yeah. played the final game of the year, the Bruins did, against us. And we knocked them out and, send them, and sent them home. And they were, you know, they finished, like, I think a point out of a playoff spot or something like that. I forget exactly what it was. But still, we just. You know, that can happen. And that's why I tell people, every game they play matters. Yeah. Everyone. I don't care how early it is. All these points, you're going to look back and go, man, we should have got two points that night. And we didn't. We just got to make it though, baby. We just just got two points stolen from them. You know, that's going to hurt later in the year when you're looking for points that we should have had to get us in the playoffs if we miss. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just the way it is. That's the way hockey is. Every you know, every game matters. Yeah, at this certainly at this point as well. I mean, I I know it's too early, but I mean, (laughs) when we played the way we have, yeah, yep, yeah. Maybe you should ask me for help, Lightning fans. Please, God, send some. <laughs> send <the> thunder. <laughs> send some. Make Stamkos resign. Yeah, Wait, make him resign for like a cheap contract, please. We all Even just. I can't over. work miracles sometime, but I'll try for you guys. <laughs> we all just glossed over this joke. He's like, "Be the thunder, God, please." <laughs> <laughs> please be the thunder. Send it down upon us. <laughs> he probably will. Yeah, yeah. Now we're all going to get struck by lightning within the next week. Uh, all of us. Yeah. <laughs> well, then like, I think that's a perfect time to get the fuck out of here. I think that's a, <laughs> right. that's a perfect time to evacuate. We let's should all, just cherish let's, our remaining hours. Exactly. Let's all forget this ever <laughs> happened, and uh, we'll just we'll move on from here. Sounds good to me. So, uh, everybody, make sure you go to sharkdropper.com, www.sharkdropper.com. Uh, check out all of our podcasts. We have 10 different ones. Uh, we make it super easy for you to to find them. You All you have to do is go to sharkdropper.com. We have the top five podcasts, new episode this week. Uh, we have the Horror Play podcast, new episode next week. We have the War of the, the Bay podcast, new episode right now. Uh, 
uh, you know, anything you want. Also, you know, Christmas is coming up. So if you go to Shark Dropper, there's a button on the top of the, the homepage. Uh, it is the the Amazon button. If you're going to do your Christmas shopping, you might as well just do it through us. Uh, click on that link. You can do your normal shopping, and we get a little bit of a cut of it. It costs you nothing. Uh, if you enjoy what we do, uh, there's a Patreon button on our homepage, sharkchopper.com. Uh, you can donate a little bit of money, as Anthony has done. I think, Derek, have you done uh, maybe a little bit? Or I'm a tightwad, man. Okay, no, never you. mind, never mind. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. No, <laughs> if, if, if nobody wants to donate, that's fine, but I, I, I appreciate anybody who actually does donate. Uh, you know, if, if you do enjoy our content, we are not giving you bullshit for, uh, um, or, or rather, uh, you're not giving us money for nothing. We, you're giving us money to produce content. So that's basically what Patreon is. And um, I, I think I, that's it for me. Uh, guys, where can, uh, where can they find your works? Uh, starting with Derek. We are at OversellPodcast.com. Your home for the most comprehensive wrestling coverage. Just head over to Oversell Podcast on Twitter and at Facebook. And finally, Anthony. Uh you can find me at Strike Twice TV on Twitter and Go Sunbelt, even though I'm on a hiatus right now from that because of school. But, uh, yeah, you could come find me on Twitter and see a bunch of opinions that probably don't make any sense. Yeah, but, uh, it is yeah, what it that's is. where you can find me. Fuck yeah. <laughs> of course, you can find me uh, at uh, Kyle WOTB on the Twitters. You can find Nick at Inkman WOTB. And, Jonathan, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at the Amber Alert website. Okay. Uh, still wanted. Yeah, just just make sure you just go into your iPhone settings. Make sure the Amber Alert settings are on, and you can you. you and I he's actually be... skyping us from Bora Bora right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I supposed to say that? Well, it's a remote location, and by remote location, I mean jail. This is a this is a collect call. It's cost me a fucking fortune right now. The internet is actually better in jail. Yeah. To be honest with Who you. knew? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, for Anthony and for Derek, uh, that has been the Word of the Bay podcast. I have been Kyle. I'm Jonathan. And we will see all you motherfuckers next week. Thank you for listening. seconds till shark drought. Five, four, three, two, one. Drop the shark. Go, go, go. The following podcast is a Shark Dropper Studios production.